Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Spiritual Path. I am Kim Gilster, the Spiritual Synergist, your host. And today I have Fleur Dubois joining me. Um, I am a life coach. Um, what I do is a type of synergy. Um, basically, what we talk about here on the show and also what I help people with is spirituality, which is the process of personal transformation. It really is that simple, at least in my reality. Um, and you can find out more about me and my coaching services at my website at kimdilster.com. I also have a YouTube channel and a Facebook, which are Kim Gilster, the Spiritual Synergist. I do believe you can just type in the Spiritual Synergist, um, and that will also lead you on Facebook to my Facebook group and my Twitter. So, yep, I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, so how are you today, Flor? Very well, thank you. <laughs> it's still a little bit cold over here in England. Quite warm in California, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, really well. we don't want to talk Thank about you. that. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's actually cold here today, but, and we go by Fahrenheit, so it's um, supposed to be in Los Angeles only 67 degrees. Just that's a little, a little bit chilly. <laughs> Most people in the world are going like, what do you mean that's chilly? No, it's not chilly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so now um, we've discussed the weather. Right. <laughs> We did, we did. Um, so today's topic is one that is pretty near and dear to my heart um, for many, many reasons. Um, and you and I have talked about it a lot, is yes. being an empath or what people in, well, it seems like the new age, define as being an empath which is essentially somebody who is extra sensitive. Somebody uh-huh. who tends to take on the energies from, you know, others around them, um, tends to wear those energies, tends to, you know, really have a rough time of it, actually. Um, and then you ask yourself, you know, I was, you know, I don't want to see born because people get the idea that um, people are born an empath. Well, you know, I've done a lot, a lot of investigation because, you know, for most of my life, I spent it, you know, being bombarded with the energies, um, you know, being aware. What it really boils down to is more awareness, right? Um, mm. than what is average. But what I've been able to determine is, so in the beginning, it sort of looks like, okay, we're all able to, you know, feel all of these, you know, when we're babies and toddlers and whatnot, we're all able to feel these energies. I know this because when I help people to go back those times, and it's not through the brain, you know, it's through the soul space, um, you know, and you remember that, you know, even for you, 
I think it was only the one time that you actually did it where I did it with you. You went back to the womb. And you can feel Remember yeah. that. You could feel all of these energies around you and, you know, you were yes. still in the womb. Um, it was right. the first so, one that I worked with you. Right. Right. And almost yeah. everyone that I've talked to, um, no matter who they are, um, you know, if they have some sort of, like, um, remembrances of things like that, and most, and we all actually do, we just don't, aren't necessarily conscious and aware of it, okay, and there's ways to get at it, but um, being described. So what happens with people that we consider to be empaths or more sensitive is, okay, nobody's giving you these tools, right? Nobody's told you how to handle this. You're a baby. You're, you know, a toddler, whatever, um, and mm-hmm. you're trying to deal with this. And so um, we develop tools based upon all of these different things that we're dealing with, you know, within our environment, you know, based upon our parents, based upon, and and yes, it does have something to do with, like, you know, the DNA that we aligned with when we came here, um, the soul spaces that we aligned with when we came here, and, you know, it, it can mm. look sort of complicated. Um, and, how we, and how one person might deal with it, another person will, you know, deal with it another way. So what mm. happens for most people is they learn, usually over time, to close things off. So they're closing their spirit off more. And for, you know, whatever reason, and this is all unique to the individual, um, some of us don't do that, right? Mm. We're more open. Our spirit is trying or tries harder to come forward and knows, you know, no, something is amiss, right? Um, but we're also not given tools. We're not given tools to know, you know, how to cope with this in a more healthy, effective manner. So the people who are closing themselves off, okay, obviously are not, you know, being very healthy in that they're not being as in touch with their spirit. But then you have the people who are more in touch with their spirit that are more sensitive. um, And because of that, they're also more in touch with others. They can feel, you know, or at least they're more mm. conscious of the fact that they feel others because we all do, okay? Mm. Um, and so they, you know, the way their coping mechanism, the tools that they developed often um, through, you know, whatever messaging they're getting from their environment um, actually caused you to wear it, actually caused you to take on things for other people. And that's what people are describing as being an impact. Um, mm. But it really is sort of, it's sort of if you had an opposite, you know, I don't look at things that's necessarily opposite, but um, what is really being practiced there, okay, and, and I'm going to tell you, so before I really get started, I should have um, already said this. A lot of what I say about this does trigger a lot of people who are experiencing these types of things, okay? So if you're listening in and, you know, just know that you have the option to not listen because, you know, 
you might need to be ready or maybe, you know, you want to turn this off for a minute and, you know, go to your heart center because this is something you need to listen to really from your heart center. Because everybody that I talk to about this who really listens from their heart center at least understands that, oh, my gosh, this is just some truth to this. There, there is a way forward where we don't have to keep, you know, being on this hamster wheel, this hamster wheel where, okay, we get hit with this stuff and now we're cleansing or we're protecting or whatever it is that we do. Um. So basically, in society, what most people are practicing is sympathy. Um, Ren Brown did this little video, okay, um, called Sympathy versus Empathy. It's, you know, I think it's all about, what, like three minutes you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a brilliant little video. And she talks about that. And she talks about how... Sympathy is this act of, you know, wanting to fix somebody, wanting to, um, you know, make things better for them. Whereas empathy is, and it's more vulnerable, because empathy is just being with them, period. Mm. Not trying to fix them, you know, yeah, we do do things to help, but only really when asked. We can ask the person, is there anything that you need? or anything that you would like, okay? Mm. Then we allow them to voice to us what they feel they need or want, mm. okay? Because when somebody is in a very difficult situation, when they're really, really being, you know, hardcore triggered about something, so they're going through a breakup, they're going through a death, they're going through whatever these things are, that can be quite challenging, um, you know, a lot of times all they do need is for somebody to just be there and listen to them and let them just talk about how they actually feel, you know. And there mm-hmm. is no right or wrong way to feel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, so this is, so part of what's happening is, okay, why do we do this? Well, we get the wrong tools. <laughs> we get a lot of very polarized tools. We get tools that say, oh, you know, that's negative, that's positive, and we want to label everything as being negative or positive. Um, You know, so I might be around a person who, you know what, they trigger me. They, you know, do or say things that, you know, really call into question my beliefs. Um, they mm-hmm. do or say things that, you know, I might find hurtful, um, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, for whatever reasons, right? Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, is that I aligned with that. Okay? Yes. So it's my responsibility to look at it, you know, well, why is this hurtful? Right? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm being hurt, it's because I'm allowing myself to be hurt, right, on whatever Mm -hmm. level. So most people's answers is, oh, that's negative, so push it away. Or, oh, protect. Oh, you Mm -hmm. know, I got this yucky energy sitting around me, and it's, oh, it's that person's energy. Because it can't be me. But wait a minute. Isn't that alignment Mm -hmm. creating energy within you? 
right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, and I'm going to say this, and, and the way to handle being an empath is to learn to be totally vulnerable. Yes. Absolutely, totally vulnerable. As vulnerable as you can be. And, yeah, you have to do it in steps because you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. You can't obviously just go off willy-nilly, and you know, because then you'll be completely bombarded, you know, in this state and not be able to do anything. But one of the things that I teach people, and I'm not the first person to have thought this at all, um, but you hear people talk about, you know, opening your chakras, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet these same people are talking about protection. Well, those two things sort of don't go together. Well, they don't go together. Not just sort of, <laughs> right? Um, you you absolutely need to keep your chakras open. So, the practice I have a, a video. It is actually called "On Being an Empath and Being a Twin," where I walk through this meditation to you know effectively open your chakras. You can use binaural beats; those are very effective. Um. If you've never used them before, I you know some of them are lasting eight hours or an hour. Wow, those can get a little bit because they're very um, they're, they can get a little bit crazy because they're very um, effective, right? Um, so you want to if you're new to it, you know, go on YouTube, find ones that sort of jive with you that feel good to you, um, and do them for ten fifteen minutes at a time. Um, they're very, you know, if, if you're having problems with, you know, those energies um, in the main chakras being closed up. So, um, yeah. why do we do that, right? So, here's how that works. We open our chakras. We are in a space of trust, of trust of ourselves. And we're saying, I trust my process. I trust my life. I trust that. Everything that comes to me is something I'm in alignment with as an opportunity. Mm. I have aligned with this challenge, right, so that I can grow, so that I can expand, so that I can become an ever more loving and unconditionally loving being. Mm. Okay. Right. So if we, if we're in alignment with protection, okay, so instead of like opening my chakras and then going into a space or with other people or opening my chakras um, before I go out the door to work in the morning, you know, those are all good times to do, to make sure they're open. And because we're used to closing off while we're in the space, oftentimes we will, you know, until we get used to doing this as a practice. So we check, oh, are my chakras open? Oftentimes when we feel that, like, that ugly, like some weird, funky energy where we feel it, like, it really hits us inside and it might make us sick um, or give us a really bad sick feeling, not always, but most of the time, um, it's because our chakras are not open. When our chakras are open, it is allowing mm. for a flow. Okay? So that things can flow through. <coughs> we can look at them, 
oh, that's an interesting energy. Oh, that doesn't feel quite nice, you know. And I just say, do I want to be, do I want to be around that or no, you know. But I, I become more of the observer. Also, I become much, much more aware, okay. Mm. I have a lot less judgment towards what it is that's being felt and how others might be behaving and what their energies feel like and whatnot. Um, yeah. Because I'm not wearing it. Okay. Now there are going to be times mm-hmm. too that even though your chakras are opening, something really comes and hits you. Now you're in a position to know, aha, yeah. this is something I actually am in alignment with. This is something that's yeah. here to show me and teach me, right? Yeah. Right. But if you're constantly closing off, you become bombarded, right? Yeah. And Flora had this experience quite recently. I you know, had been <laughs> instructing her uh, with these things. And um, she did something that was a protection, right? Which I didn't realize was a protection. And I was saying all day, I don't right. do protection. Your mind can trick you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I didn't realize. Yeah. And for the first time in like a year, I just felt bombarded with all of these different energies. And everything that I did, it would feel better for a second and then there'd be another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And then I ended up closing my chakras. Of course, it got even worse. I, could, I couldn't read right. for somebody. I was, doing, I was doing tarot readings on the day. I couldn't read for somebody. I had to say, you know, here's your money. <laughs> <laughs> here's your money. I'm going to meditate. And if you want to come back later, if I'm free, then please do. <laughs> She's like, well, that's on her Right. Like, well, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was such a day. And uh, the people I work with were wonderful. And they all came round. And they each got different things from me and gave me advice. And a lot of what they said was actually true. And then that helped me sort of clear the space and realise by the time I got home that, yeah, I had aligned with all that. And I'd aligned with all that blocking. Right. Because I'd mm-hmm. done the protection. Usually right. my chakras are open. Um, right, but you want to I talk about what, kind, what, what, what did yeah. you do? Because you didn't talk about, like, what, what was it that you actually did that caused this to all sort of happen? I'm a little embarrassed about this. <laughs> It's not, well, there's no reason to be embarrassed, you know? Like, we all, I mean, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. I did so many different things, you know? Like, I was always like, okay, you know, I'm going to invent a new kind of shield. So I would invent a shield that was mirrors. Uh, I one time invented a shield, an energy thing that was, you know, like daggers, Um you know, really, and it and it did work to push people away from me, you know, really well. Um, yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but as a, you know, and at the same <laughs> time, you know, always eventually, because what I was really manifesting and what you were manifesting. Okay, by law of attraction, you know, whatever we ask for comes to us, right? But yeah, 
Right, but the but the universal energy doesn't understand the word no. It only understands the energy exactly of what the yeah. feeling is, you know. So whatever energy, whatever we're putting energy toward. So if we're putting energy right. towards what we don't want, which is what we're doing when we're doing protection, that's what we were, mm. we're going to attract, and we'll eventually we, attract yeah. it no matter what. And right. that's well, exactly what I You know, because we're putting the energy. Yeah. Towards it. Right. Uh, what I did was I aligned. <laughs> I aligned with people not doing spells on me. That's why I'm a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> like, but you know that happens. It happens, and I became aware that it's happened. And you know that it's happened in my life and with different people. And I was like, I'm really tired at the moment. I'm just going to do this temporarily I know I shouldn't do it because you know it I know it doesn't help and then I forgot that I did it <laughs> and so it was there when I went to the fair you see so yeah yes so you, you also forget right that you, or not aware that you've done this sort of protection and, and really and really spells are just people manifesting energy so people oh, were and not I knew actually doing yeah. what you would necessarily they, consider to be no. what people would define as that but they were just manifesting you know different energies towards you that felt hurtful to you right any manifesting <laughs> you know like yeah. i'm just saying that i felt I felt vulnerable at the time and where I had felt, I had not kind of understood that it's okay to be tired. You know, no harm is going to come to me because I'm, I'm tired. It doesn't make me weak. It just means self-care. So I don't have to, you know, I didn't have to go to that extreme. But for whatever reason, I did, you know, and it was good because I learned something. And it was really... um Good timing for this show, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. It was perfect for last moment. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean and, and I wanna say too that it doesn't mean that okay, it's just it's about where we put our energy. Okay. It doesn't mean because I've seen people who say oh, you know, I live in, you know, this big urban area, and, well, I'm just so trusting, I'm not going to lock my door. You know, and then the next thing you know, and I've, I've actually seen this happen um, with people, you know, with a car. Oh, well, we're not locking our car because we just trust, right? We're in this white space, and we just trust and whatever. And, you know, and then what happened was um, they had some items in there, um, a computer, actually, <laughs> And, of course, if somebody stole it, right? Um, mm. Right. It just it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be conscious and aware of, you know, like what's going on around us or what have you and that, you know, there is, oh, this potential. So, But it's more, you know, yeah. okay, not really directing our energy towards that. Just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do this as like an, sort of added measure to, you know, be a, you know, make sure that everything's like okay right it's mm. it's just like a trust in listening to what to do like lock the door <laughs> mm. right is really what it is right yeah mm. it's just it's not but that's not like really a protection it's just i'm locking the door because well yeah 
you know. It's just me saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to be, I want to have my belongings be there. My belongings will be there. So that's the energy. My belongings will be here. And, you know, I'm giving the energy that my belongings will be here. Not the energy that somebody's going to steal from me. See the difference? Because that's what we don't want. Alignment was don't want spells. And I aligned with, um, I don't, I didn't align with spells. But I just, you know, yeah, like you're saying, it's what we want, not what we don't want. Because the universe does not recognize don't. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, also, it's very interesting because, you know, in context of relationships, say, you know, particularly romantic relationships or relationships with our family and uh, so on and so forth, um, you know, so I've seen a lot of people talk about and write articles about and all of these different things. Um, when, and, and they're writing articles and talking about um, people as, oh, this person is a this, or this person is a that. So this person is a sociopath. This person is, um, you know, defined it. I don't know whatever they're defining as narcissists or what have you, right? And I'm this sensitive person, and, you know, so they're talking about aligning with it, which is mm-hmm. great, except because it's true. It's very interesting, okay, that a person who is very sensitive would align with somebody who's cut off from, you know, feeling other people. Yes. And has gone to this sort of extreme to cut themselves off. And I've yeah. sat there and I've meditated about this. Well, this is very interesting. You know, wh- why exactly mm-hmm. is this happening? And the reason for that is because both of them, on some level, it's not necessarily conscious, but they're attracted to each other so much because they're trying to teach each other some sort of balance with all of this stuff, right? Mm. So one's doing one extreme, the other's doing the other extreme, right? And, 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 you know, and they come together and it's because, you know, it, it's, it's this, the narcissist understands this wanting to um, take care of the self. Right, but they've gone to the extreme of becoming self-centered instead. Okay, mm. right. The empath person is saying, you know, I have to take care of everybody. That's my job. I'm mm. passionate. I'm loving, you know, um, all of this different stuff. The narcissist, in you know, wants that. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's conscious from the empath and the empath wants to put this all first. Mm. See? But then there's all of this conflict because the narcissist is, you know, working off of the programs that are more, you know, self-absorbed programs and the impact tends to work, you know, mostly. And again, it's it's not this cut and dry, right? It's not this linear, but, you know, for sake mm. of discussion. Um, the... Um, the um, it, you know, so the empath wants to, you know, or is working off of the the false programs that says, you know, oh, you know, um, I'm a doormat, I'm a victim, um, you know, and mm-hmm. that, you know, so the empath is 
controlling by doing for other people and doesn't realize it. Because there's doesn't these realize. expectations. Yeah. Right. That yeah. if I do all of this for these people, if I do this, if they should treat me like this. Because right? that's what our society They should treat me well. They should be, right, they should be nice to me. They should be loving to yeah. me. And then they have this expectation of, you should love me. You should, and you should love mm-hmm. me in the way I want to be loved. Right? Yeah. And when that's not working, they oftentimes will say, okay, well, let me do more for you. Let me do more for you. If I just do more for you, you know, and in wearing, you know, the narcissistic, the narcissist stuff, you know, and then, you know, they're trying to heal them and they're trying, oh, all of this stuff. I, I have so done this. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, I've been on both extremes of this. I've done both extremes. Right. Because the thing is, is that the narcissist hasn't necessarily, so we're talking about narcissism. Narcissists don't actually cut themselves off, and people get that confused with the sociopath. The sociopath yeah. is at least largely cut off, whereas the narcissist can be an empath as well. Narcissists yeah. can be very sensitive yeah. to the energies of others, and the narcissist can and does wear the energies of others. You know, yes. it's just it's just the behavior of how the narcissist is handling, you know, the person who's more narcissistic is handling it compared to how the person who's more empathic is trying to handle it. Right. Right. So the narcissist yeah, I mean, is like sitting there going like, let me move away. Let me just move away from you because, you know, I'm feeling all this stuff from you. And then, is you know, the more that you try to get somebody to love you, what, and again, this is not conscious, okay? Well, I'm just doing this because, you know, this is, you know, what I feel like this person will like. And maybe it is what this person will like, that they can feel the energy of why you're doing it. You know? Yeah. 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 And there's this big expectation. It's not unconditional. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah, which then confuses the empath because they're taught that, that what they're doing is selfless or and loving. Right. Don't understand what the narcissist is telling them about. I mean, it's sort of like we've been taught like this or the person who's not codependency, how are we? Right, a lot of times no, the empath be, be a person who's not actually even yeah. displaying a lot of narcissistic behavior, but it feels narcissistic to the empath because, you know, or the person who's doing this thing, what people call empath. Um, it feels that way, okay, to them because when the, another person is actually in a healthier space and they're basically saying, you know, stop trying to manipulate me, stop trying to control me, you know. And I know because I have, mm. since I've become much more healthy, run across people who tried to do that to me, you know. Mm. And it is because, it, yeah, and it's just very obvious to me when I see it. Because, again, I've become much more aware because I always stay open. So, like, you were talking about, you know, in doing your readings, right? And mm. how you see a lot of people who are readers who, before they go in to do their readings, do some forms of protection. Or they're always doing these forms of which is very interesting. 
it's very interesting um, because um, they're very excellent psychics. So they're not completely closing themselves off. And actually, right. I don't know what each person does individually. But, um, yeah, that's quite interesting to me. I'd love to talk to them about what they do do. You know. Right. In, in, in my observations, people who... Right. And in my observations, people who are... Um, who are practicing psychics and they do a lot of protection stuff, um, are they're not actually able to be as accurate. They're not able to see the whole big picture. They can see the picture of the person sitting in front of them, right? And sometimes they can even see links out to other people. Um, but they're still somewhat closed off, right? So that they're not seeing how things look in the collective. It's just like how we talk, you know, when I do coaching with you, and you always say, well, you always know. <laughs> how do you always know that, Kim? And people have done this to me. For much of my life, I've always have been more open in a lot of ways when I sort of wanted to be, I suppose. Um, but, yeah. Well, you do. Yeah, you do. It's like almost 100%. You always say to me, well, you know, well, they're doing, I, think I they're don't doing, think like, of myself that too. way because if I did, then I wouldn't be open to learning more. And that's the thing, isn't it? You have to be open to being wrong in order to be right. <laughs> right. right. Well, and the thing is, is I want to talk about that cleansing thing, you know, because I see a lot of people advise that. Um, nothing wrong with well, cleansing. I, yeah. Again, I you was, know. Yeah, I was saying on the day all I need to do is meditate. You know, I don't. I don't need to go to get my aura cleansed because I know how to do it myself. I can just meditate, but I was in such a mess that day. Well, yeah, that's you how good I mean. it is. Yeah, but, right, but what about, mm. like, the people that are listening, right? They're not necessarily yeah. able to do that. Okay. That's and right. And the reason why is because, right, because it is not knowing how to really have those chakras be wide open. When you have your chakras yeah. wide open, at least the majority of the time, um, what happens is, again, things just sort of like way through and whatnot. And so, you know, you don't really have as much need to cleanse. There are times that, you know, like you might be working through something. But the way that's done is more of a release than a cleanse, you know. So how do you know that, you know, your chakras have been like more closed off? Well, because you're, everything's like really clogged up. And so now, you know, you need to, like, get rid of and cleanse, like, whatever all of these energies are were that you have taken on, right? I mean, I was so bad yeah. that, and you know, being a medium and everything, I was so bad that um, I had, like, 34 entities removed from me one time. And it was true because this mm-hmm. wasn't something that, um, like, ghosts and whatnot... <laughs> Most of them were there because they, they thought they were helping me. And I think I talked about this on previous shows. But, um, yeah, it was just really kind of nutso, right? And they were being attracted mm-hmm. to me because they were trying to help me. But at the same time, of course, I was in alignment with it. And, you know, I felt like, oh, I needed all of this help. And, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, and they I couldn't just that. sort yeah. of, like, wait through and, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, right. Um, so I I did have those reasons. But what happened was um, I didn't go. I went to a hypnotherapist, but I didn't go to a hypnotherapist to have spirits and stuff removed. I mean, this gentleman had no idea that this was going to occur <laughs> at all. And, um, yeah, I was, like, going for some regression stuff. But, um, yeah, but all of a sudden, like, all of these spirits came forward. They're like, hey. <laughs> so that's just, you know, how bad it can get. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I try to present this stuff to people, oftentimes they're like, I don't care. You just don't understand. Wow, Really? <laughs> I mean, I, I have like pretty much epitomized this empath thing, right? And you know, and people kept telling me, "Oh, well, you're an empath. You're an empath." So, you know, that's why. And but the message that I got from the great majority of people was, you know, oh, you know, I have to protect myself. I have to. It was just all of this stuff of being a victim. And I've gone online on various groups and different things. And, you know, I mean, people get really triggered when I try to suggest to them that, no, you need to really open up. Just open up. Yeah. And, you know, and again, it takes processes. It's, you know, I mean, this is just one of the tools. Um, You know, you do need to do the reprogramming. Um, and, you know, have put your subconscious in the place that it needs to be. Um, and, you know, get rid of, essentially what you're doing is getting rid of tools that don't serve you. You know, they may have served you when you were a child, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. didn't, you know, I mean, they helped you to survive quite obviously. So now the adult self, and, and we all know this, I'm not the first person to talk about this, right? The adult self is yeah. sitting there going like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, well, I still need to do this. I still need to do this. And it's, you know, all of this stuff happening in the subconscious. And we're saying to the brain that, oh, well, the brain needs to be in charge. No. You know, the body and the brain being part of the body, its job is to allow you to have an experience of this space of now. That's its job. Its job is not to carry memories. Its job is not to, you know, be in charge of anything. Its job is to allow you to express in the physical um, and to, you know, be able to take things in, in physical, <clears throat> you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. It's just to allow you to have this experience of being here in the, mm-hmm. in the earth plane in the south, period. Mm-hmm. It is not supposed to be in charge of anything. And, again, it's a system, you know, everything is systemic. It's a system. So, you know, some people go in there, oh, my, you know, my Spirit is in charge, right? But, again, the spirit being in charge is really, you know, at first just seems great, but the spirit has no desire. Mm. <laughs> Not really, except to expand, right? And to evolve. That's it. Mm. All it cares about, it doesn't care really because it doesn't have any sort of frame of reference to suffering, the spirit itself doesn't suffer. It feels, and it's experiencing mm. feelings, but it doesn't compute something as, oh, that suffering. It just goes like, oh, okay, this feels like something that is going to help me to expect. I'm going to align with more of that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's right. That's why sometimes when you're manifesting something in your life, 
you get something right. that comes along that seems the complete opposite of what you're manifesting. You're like, oh my goodness, why? But within that right. experience is the opportunity you, to move through it, through the challenges of that, to get what it was that you were manifesting. Because right, the spirit also sets gives it you up. Expansion. <laughs> Well, no, because yeah. the spirit would go like, well, okay, you know, and then, you know, I've done this. It's like, okay, well, my, the soul space and the body parts of me then are like, okay, we, we need to have a conversation. Um, there is an easier way. Okay. And yeah, I know that fine, you yeah. can help me find it <laughs> and let's look at, like, all of everything that we have available to us and we can find that easier way. The spirit does have access yeah. to those things. It does. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't know that it does. Sometimes it needs to be told, remind the spirit. Ah, uh, you have access to that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this whole system. It's not like, yeah, it's not this, you know, a lot of people, oh, the spirit, it just knows everything. Well, not yes and no. Because it's trying to expand. If it knew everything, why would it want to expand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? It can be yeah. to get in touch with all of these different things, but, you know, it has some limitations, too, even though ultimately we are unlimited beings. Mm. Okay? Mm. Right. It knows that it has at least potential to be unlimited. It is unlimited. It can, you know, keep figure out ways to do whatever, right? Either here on Earth plane or mm-hmm. in some other ways. So, Yeah. It does understand that, but right now it's going, okay, I chose to be in this body, in this state of being, and, you know, so, yeah. Again, and those are choices. The, the spirit makes choices along with the soul, along with everything else. Um, and there really aren't any sort of, like, right or wrong choices necessarily. I'm just teaching people, if you don't want to suffer, you can do that. Mm. Some people might be choosing to suffer. You know what? How about it? I chose to suffer for a long time. Okay? And so I realized I didn't have to. That there were other ways to expand. They were actually much more effective and much more freeing and, you know, et cetera. Right? And not polarized and not as confrontational to others around me and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it, in being in a space of actual unconditional love, that's it, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't have to but suffer. There's a difference, there's a difference between, between what you not suffer. Yeah. There's a distinction, uh, and that distinction is the difference between pain and suffering. So earlier you were saying how to open your chakras and work through the energy and work through whatever pain and and you won't suffer. And now we're saying, you know, you right. can choose your alignments. You don't have to suffer. And I just want to make that distinction because I wouldn't want anyone to think, oh, I'll make alignments so I don't suffer so I can avoid feeling the pain because that's not what we're saying. Are right. Which is why I said the thing about avoidance. We don't avoid. Yeah, we right. don't because avoid. avoidance actually <laughs> causes more suffering. Right. Mm. Right. You can choose and what you're saying. Looking at things in a polarized how. view causes us that, right? And looking yeah. at things in a from a polarized view, in other words, negative, positive, dark, light, you know, good, bad, whatever. 
looking at things or, you know, even as, oh, that person's the other, which is also a polarizing, there's like all sorts of different interesting polarizations in humans can. Um, and some of them will, will they'll, they'll insist on it. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's going to cause them to suffer, right? Right. The polarization is what causes a lot of suffering. Because it's avoidance. That's negative, so I don't want any part of that. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean, excuse me, that you can choose, I don't want that. But I will tell you that if you see something that you don't want, if you don't look, you know, and make the decision of what it is that it's informing you that you do want, more of that will come to you. Yeah. Because it aligns with you to show you what you don't want. And if you look at it out of a space of judgment on another person who's doing this or that, it will come to you more in some way, shape, or form. It will come to mm-hmm. irritate you because you're in a space of resistance. Yeah. That's why I say I'm not here to tell people not to suffer. Yeah. If they want to suffer, have at it. Personally, I'm not in alignment with that. So, you know, more times than not, if somebody's choosing to suffer, I'm going to be over here doing my thing of not suffering. That's cool. And if you would like to come to me when you decide that you don't want to suffer, if you ever do, that's cool. No judgment. Because I think a lot of times why people get triggered too is when I say you don't have to suffer, they get triggered because they think that I'm judging them for suffering, which I'm not. Yeah. Like the other day, I knew. Because there's no right or wrong way, necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I knew the other day, because you're good like this, like the other day, like the other week, we were on the phone and we were talking about something that was a really hot topic for me and I was totally triggered and I put the phone down on you, right? That's not something I do. (laughs) You hung up on me. But I knew that I could. (laughs) I knew that I could because I knew you wouldn't take it personally. And you and you knew that I knew that I was triggered, <laughs> and you were like, "Okay, I'll get on with it, right?" <laughs> and then when I called you back, it was like, "Yeah, we just talked about what happened and we moved on," because I worked through my triggers. Right. Yeah. So yeah, right. no, you don't judge people, and that's what I do with my readings. I mean, I, I couldn't like, read oh, for people needs... if I judge them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't that was... do that. Right. Couldn't help them. Right. Yeah. Right. Because that's what it, yeah, that's what she did. Yeah. You know, oh, she's in pain, so apparently she wants to deal with the pain however she wants to, and she didn't want to talk to me, so okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the space she was to be in. And then I, you know, I looked at myself, it's like, I go, oh, I wonder why she hung up on me. Oh, is there, like, some alignment that I feel anything about it? Not really. Okay. <laughs> so it's not yeah, triggering me so I don't have the line that was there yeah. to teach me something necessarily in, well on that level I'm always learning something even you know oh yeah see, that's what you were just saying right. not othering so you took a look at yourself I took a look at myself so we don't go like oh that person's being we might acknowledge that they're doing and being things right but we don't you know it's not like we don't we look at ourselves, and that's 
that's what a good spiritual practitioner would be doing. Constantly looking at Correct. that. Constantly looking to expand themselves. In order, right, but no, and but we also do look at the others because, right, yeah. because I want to I point that out because the thing is, is that you do need to look beyond your own nose. That's what I call looking beyond yeah. your own nose. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're you interacting with other true. people. You're yeah. not responsible for them, right? No. Right. And you are interacting with him. And you do observe, and whether or not you want to be consciously aware that you're observing, that's what I call observing. Because it's quite observing. different to observe something mm. than judge. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. So, right. So when we judge, judging is that's bad, that's wrong, that's bad, that's bad. I just look at it like, eh, okay, they're doing that. Do I want to be in alignment with that? Or not? Mm. Mm. And do I want to still be in alignment with them? I don't have to be in alignment with everything that they do to be in alignment with them, you know. And I certainly don't have to mm. be in alignment with them, you know, with what they're doing or what not to love them. That's so true. As a matter of fact, yeah. not you know, just looking at it in that way allows me to love them. Oh, mm. they're just over here doing this because generally that's what they want to be doing. You know? Yeah. My only place is to say, do you want to Nope. Okay. Is there anything you need? Nope. Okay. Mm. Or yes. Okay. I mean, that's not to say, too, yeah. that I do have discussions, especially, you know, online. People do. Right? Mm. Right. I mean, I used to think. So that I'm not always loving. just looking. It's it's a it's it's around. It goes around and round. Right. It's mm. not just just. I mean, yes. Obviously, everything eventually comes back to self. Because what's about me is what's about me. Mm. Everything for me mm. is about me. Right. The way I feel is about me. The way I feel is not about other people. The way they feel is about them. It's not about me. And that's not an aversion. It's just reality. Mm. Right. But being in that space actually allows me, because I love me, it allows me to really love me. And because I can really love me, I can really love them. That's what mm-hmm. holding, people talk about holding the space. This is what holding the space really is about. Mm. Yeah. Right? I'm allowing them that space, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. If they're doing something and it's triggering me, I'm allowing still allowing them that space. I don't expect that because I've gone wherever I've gone and, you know, I work through whatever that trigger is that when I come back around them, if I do, that they're going to have worked through whatever it was that they did. And sometimes they don't need to because it was my problem, not theirs. Yeah. (laughs) And if they don't want to, then well, okay. 
what you do when you're holding the space for someone, you're holding the space for yourself too. Right. Yeah. Right, because it's all interconnected. I love it. Right? Yeah. This is how we actually be in oneness, because we can't be in oneness unless we're in oneness with self. We can't love unless we love self. We can never give anything to anybody that we do not have, period. Again, like Mm. you said, it's holding the space yourself. Yes. I can't hold Mm. the space for somebody else. I'm not holding the space for myself. Yeah. Right. So going Mm. back to the empathing, that's the whole thing. Part of what we're doing as being really sensitive, okay, as we recognizing and being aware of our sensitivity, but we have these programs that tell us, oh, okay, well, we need to have that looked at and validated. We need somebody else to be telling us that's okay, you know, and it is okay. It is okay. It's more than okay Mm. to be sensitive. It's a space where that's a space of strength. It very much is a space of strength, you know, Mm. right. And so, in, in a lot of ways, that's why I don't like to call it sensitive because people, you know, hear that word sensitive and, you know, they equate it with weakness, right? Most people. Mm. They do. Because when you hear people, oh, well, you know, I'm just sensitive or whatever, it's because people that are sensitive feel like a victim, you know, <laughs> because they don't know because how they to don't have the appropriate tools to work with. Yeah. Right. And they're suffering. And yeah. it isn't the that they is. are. They're very strong. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made that yes. choice as opposed to making the choice to, like, you know, it's, it's to cut things off and not feel mm. right. Mm. Absolutely. Like, there's this big yeah. part of a person who's sensitive, you know, like, really, you know, go forward and, and explore and, and all of that. But, mm. you know, mm. what's mm. getting it in a way is they're just, they're wearing everybody's stuff and often even the world's stuff, you know? Yes. Right? It's so true. Yeah, because if yeah. you can't talk that, like, compassion is you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to look like that. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to. Mm. One of my very first teachers, mm. she still always told me, I'm not supposed to do anything except for be born and die. That's it. Not even, and we even make a choice when it, when it pertains to that. Right? We chose to be born. Mm. Yeah. And there's, you know, we choose how we're going to die, too. Personally, I'm manifesting something swift, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but there might be a part of my spirit who decides, oh, no, okay, we want to go through this long sickness because we got stuff we got to learn from that, no, you know. <laughs> already been through a lot of sickness and through cancer and all sorts of things, but uh, I'm going to have a conversation. Excuse me. You know? <laughs> this is what I want. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Okay. Of course, that he was like, you know, maybe, I don't know. no, okay, I'm not going to go there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing that happens. Some of the things that we find to be funny, um, and look, it's not just us. I have met a plethora of people online, on the phone, um, you know, people that I help 
um, as a coach who, you know, eventually end up going there. You just, life becomes hilarious, you know? And the yeah. only thing that, you know, sometimes I'm, I need to be a little bit more conscious of is, well, I can find yourself, Kim. Okay. <laughs> because I'm aware that the other person, you know, I mean, like, I don't like anything that hurt people's feelings. Even if, you know, it looks, everybody's true. wherever they are. Same so. to me. Yeah, right. because I've experienced being more joyful, laughing at more things. Things that I would never have laughed at. You know, I like music that I would never have liked. You just expand. And, yeah, and then you have to remember, you know, you just can't. I don't like making people feel bad. So, of course, I still am aware. Again, look outside your own nose. Because, like you say, spirit right. is like limitless, but we're here on earth, right? So it's about right. this balance. Yeah, but even those things yeah. of, of guilty and and whatever. When you get out of polarization, the more and more that you practice it, yeah. the more and more you get you go past that. You know, um, yeah, it's just you don't have that. You just go, oh, okay, yeah, um, maybe I might want to do something about that, because I really like that person, and I think really, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever that alignment was like a lot of different things, depending upon the individual. But yeah. It's actually too complicated to explain right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think that people will get the gist of it. If they're expanding themselves, they can, really they can like relate to what left, expanding right? feels like. Yeah. Oh, no. Did you yeah. hear me? I'm sorry. Um, two minutes yeah. left. Wow. Two minutes. Yeah, two just minutes say left. Yeah. It's just done. It's fantastic. It's great to talk about being an empath. We've both be considered ourselves something like an empath in the past, and now, you know, I'm able to take on any, any energies that come our way and I would really like to see people really taking this on and, you know, being patient with themselves and learning it bit being by bit, empowered. like you've been saying. Being empowered, yes, yeah, because that's what it's really about. about. It's about being empowered, right. Because it's about, it's about our expansion. Being, being true self-love. Yeah. 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 It's about, this is, what, yeah. this is what I do is I help people to truly become self-empowered, to truly have that being, to be free, to just, you know, to be fall in love with themselves. I just I love what I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are none. I'm working harder and harder and harder. I'm still working on my website. Um, just because I'm being, you know, a little more conscious about all of the little details. And because I'm doing it myself and, it, you know, it's uh, I'm not a techie, so... Um, anyway, we have less than a minute, so I wanted to remind people you can, um, if you would like to keep this show going and you really enjoy it, um, I did put a link on the show description. Um, I do have a donations tab on my website. It's kengilster.com forward slash donations. Um, if you want to book an appointment, go to my website, kengilster.com. You can also see me on videos um, on my website and YouTube, go join my group and check out my Facebook page at Kim Gilster, The Spiritual Synergist, and Twitter, The Spiritual Synergist. We have seven, six, 
five, four, three, two, one. Have a wonderful one. life. <laughs> <laughs>